Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Always gotta start with the shots. And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. Live from the Boom Boom Room, once again. You know, welcome to all the new listeners. What's the deal to all the old listeners? Thanks for everybody who shared. You know, told motherfuckers about the show. Good, look, good looking out for all the queens who checked out my last episode, Love Letter to the Black Woman. If you ain't heard that motherfucker yet, please go check that out. Um, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend, tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl, tell your mama, your sister. You know, any females you know, or shit, matter of fact, the way I was going, any bitch-ass niggas you know, you know, I was exercising the demon of bitch-ass niggas on that motherfucker, so, you know, any motherfucker who you, who you know, who you think who could benefit from that motherfucking episode, please share, you know, episode 74, the, the love letter to the black woman, um, today's episode, you know, it, it, it's most likely gonna be about you know, just putting in work, not skipping steps. You know, me and my wife was having a conversation because nigga was having like writer's block last week. I was just having one of them times and shit where a motherfucker just, I ain't had shit to talk about. You know, because the thing is a lot of times, you know, and this is something that I got to get over, something that I got to work on. You know, I I like to do this show a lot of times, you know, real topical about like what's going on in the news, what's going on in the world, what's going on on the timeline. But as of recent, it's just not really been a lot of shit that I give a fuck about on some real shit. Like I really, you know, up and down the timeline, you know, checking little news outlets and blogs and certain shit. I really just don't be giving a fuck, you know, my fucking bad, but it's just a lot of shit I don't be tripping off. So sometimes, you know, I'll I'll be trying to write my show. And, you know, I like to use something that's current, something that motherfuckers could tie to their memory, you know, something that you could remember. And then hopefully when you remember that event or, you know, just think about something in general, you could tie it back to this show. But sometimes I really just don't be caring about what the fuck be going on. You know, like the the presidential debate happened um, a couple of days ago, and it was it was exactly what I expected. Honestly, I expected a childish ass argument, and that's exactly what happened. Like, you know, Joe Biden and Donald Trump basically was arguing the whole fucking time. They didn't really get to a lot of policy. They didn't really get to a, a lot of what would make one a better president than the other. These niggas literally 
just argue with each other. They argue with the moderator. The motherfuckers was yelling at each other, name calling. Biden told Trump to shut up and some more goofy shit. Like the the whole shit was just like it, it was a it was more of a debacle than a debate. Like these niggas just argued. It wasn't nothing constructive. I don't think nobody had no no takeaways of oh I'm gonna vote for him. I think the the consensus that a lot of us feel after that fucking debate was ain't neither one of these motherfuckers better than the other one. Something that I've really been saying the whole time on some real shit. Like, nigga, I really don't feel like either candidate is all that strong. You know, if, if I had to vote, you know, like I keep telling y'all motherfuckers, man, like if you, you put a gun in my head. You know, I'm I'm going on the right, my nigga. Like, I'd rather have Trump again because at least we know what the fuck Trump got going on. Like, you know, say what you want to about his supporters. They are dickheads, assholes, racist, and stupid motherfuckers. But, you know, policy-wise, he hasn't done anything to step on our shit. You know, a, a lot of us have been doing very well under him. You know, a lot of motherfuckers like to try to use the police shootings and things of that nature but you know i can name you at least 20 motherfuckers off the top of my head who got smoked and we ain't getting no justice under obama you know so that's a moot point you know like joe biden and especially motherfucking kamala harris like her i i I like her less than i like joe biden and you know i really feel like joe biden is incompetent but you know i'm not i'm not even gonna go there like this ain't even finna be the republican show i'm just you know, y'all already know when it comes to that, I'm I'm not going to pull no punches on that shit. Like, I'm not finna, you know, go under the radar on that because I, I really feel like, honestly, like I keep telling y'all, we don't need to be voting for this motherfucker, either one of these motherfuckers. You know, like I said in multiple shows, my nigga, like if, if there's no candidate that you feel is a winner, don't vote for either or write a motherfucker in just for the hell of it, you know, because... Trying to vote Democrat out of fear is playing right into their hands. You know, we playing right into the the game that they set in front of us. You know, that's that's their whole fucking campaign slogan when it comes to how they campaign the black people. They whole fucking shit is just we not him. Vote for us. You know, you you ask, oh, you know, what what are you gonna do for us? You know, what's what what's in it for us? Nothing really, but we ain't Trump. That's their whole shit, you know, so we really need to look at shit like that. Like, if y'all motherfuckers just dead set on vote, my nigga, you know, we got to start looking at, you know, who's our, um, you know, congressmen and things of that nature, you know, school board and all that shit. Like, you know, vote for the shit that's going to affect you immediately. Like, nigga, who, who's directly over you in your state, in your city, like, you know, shit like that. Like, you know, really look into all of that and vote based on your own interests, not just, you know, what the motherfuckers on MTV is telling you and the celebrities is telling you. Because, you know, I'm, I'm I'm seeing a lot of celebrities jumping out the window with the, you know, you guys got to go vote. We got to get out and vote. You know, that that's stupid fucking get your booty to the pole bullshit. I don't even think I touched on that, like. Nigga, the, the the way that they try to market to us is fucking disrespectful as fuck. Get your booty to the pole. 
And a lot of motherfuckers was co-signing that shit. Like, a lot of motherfuckers thought that shit was cool. To me, shit like that not cool, my nigga. Like, come at me like you come at them, my nigga. Like, don't dumb it down for black people. You know, like, I I really look at that shit like a fucking backhanded compliment, my nigga. Like, they, they really be trying to dumb it down when it comes to us. Like, you know, Joe Biden going to campaign on the fucking shade room and shit. Like, they don't go to these little ratchet-ass blogs with white people. Like, you won't see them niggas doing no goofy shit when it come to white people. But with us, them motherfuckers will go on, you know, the breakfast club. Like, them, them, and, and when they go on the breakfast club, like, when they go on the shade room, like, they always try to, like, you know, play the, oh, I smoke weed. Oh, you know, I, I like hoes. Oh, I listen to rap music and shit. Like, them motherfuckers don't come at everybody else like that. Like, I, I really look at that as the equivalent of, like, you know, your white co-workers hitting you with the, what's up, my brother, yo, homie? Like, don't do that shit to me, my nigga. Like, talk to me like you talk to everybody else, my nigga. Like, it, I'll determine whether I like you or not based on what the fuck you got to offer, what the fuck you really got to say outside of all this yo, homie, yo bullshit. Like, that, that shit not fly, my nigga, like. For us to fall for that shit is is just goofy, my nigga. Like, we really got to stop looking at, oh, man, you see that nigga? Uh, that nigga listened to the baby. Oh, you you know, uh, Kamala Harris, you seen them Timberlands she had on? She for us. Like, my nigga, like a motherfucker not for you just because they dress like you, my nigga. That's like, li- that's literally the, the, the wolf disguised as sheep, my nigga. That's literally the Trojan horse. They try to relate to you so they can fuck you. And we got to stop. Please, please stop. You know, like, I'm glad that debate went how it went. You know, not to say that that I didn't want for these two motherfuckers to actually give us some type of policy or or some type of what the fuck you're going to do. But my nigga, like, this shit showed. That Joe Biden is no stronger than Donald Trump, my nigga. Like, this this was the perfect opportunity for the Democrat Party to just let Trump look like a motherfucking idiot and just sit there and look smart. Like I done said this shit in multiple episodes, my nigga. Like, the, the Democrats are the strongest when they look smarter than the Republicans. But Trump... Went motherfucking low. And Joe Biden took it to the floor with his motherfucking ass. Nigga, Joe Biden should have let that nigga do all that stupid ass hollering and screaming. And just sat there and watched his ass look stupid. And then just hit his ass with the nigga. This is this what I got to offer. Look at this stupid ass nigga screaming and yelling. Me over here. This is what I got going on. This is what I got to offer. This is what I'm going to do. No, he got down and screamed and yelled with Trump. You look just as stupid as this motherfucker. You know, and, and this is, you know, I talk about that shit on this show. I've done a whole episode about being cool. You know, cool always wins. Like, nigga, when, when you in a heated argument with a motherfucker, I tell people all the time, nigga, the one doing all the yelling and screaming is the motherfucker that's losing. Nigga, you always look like you losing the motherfucking argument when you screaming and hollering. You look like you ain't got shit to offer. You look like you ain't got shit to say. You ain't got shit to contribute 
when all you can do is yell and scream with the other motherfucker that's yelling and screaming. You know, like back in my single days, you know, back when I was having girlfriends and shit, like nigga, my favorite flex was this bitch is screaming and hollering at me and I'm just sitting here cool. Like, you okay? You done? Like that shit really pissed her ass off, especially when motherfuckers was watching. And this was Joe Biden's opportunity to do that. You know, and it's like, you know, not to bring it back to this, but I could just imagine. And y'all know I'm not no Obama fan, but I know for a fucking fact. If that was Obama going against Trump, that nigga Obama would have been chilling. Obama would have been sitting up there like, you done yet? You done yet? And once that nigga Trump finished, he'd have hit his ass with the hope change, blah, blah, blah. You know, because it ain't like Obama was no super duper nigga to me. But as far as speaking well, as far as how he got his points across, he was a master at that shit. And this was Joe Biden's opportunity to do some shit like that. Joe Biden could have came off so cool. Joe Biden could have beat the shit out of Trump in this motherfucker. Just off the fact that Trump was acting fucking belligerent, nigga. Both these niggas was coming off like they literally got drunk backstage and just came out to argue. Like the fact that y'all niggas was arguing with the motherfucking moderator is goof troop, my nigga. Like both of y'all, like y'all niggas, like this is for the fucking presidency, my nigga. It looked like a fucking rap battle. Like that shit was like embarrassing, my nigga. Like them niggas made the United States look like the ghetto of the planet, my nigga. Like that shit looked like a fucking custody battle or some shit. Like that shit was, it, it, it was just sad, my nigga. And not even sad to me. Because, like I said, I expected it to go like this. But it was just like, on some real shit, like for me, it was funny. Like, so these niggas really gonna sit up here and argue. These niggas gonna argue with each other, tell each other to shut up, call each other names. This nigga Trump called Joe Biden's son a crackhead. I'm like, nigga, these niggas might throw hands. Like, that's how it looked. It it literally looked like how when you watch the, the, the battle when they get too close to each other and they end up squabbing. I feel like if them two motherfuckers was like really like close enough, them niggas would have swung on each other because them niggas was taking like personal shots. And it's like at the end of the day, as entertaining as that shit is, it's like, my nigga, this is the debate for the presidency of the United States of America, dog. And Joe Biden dropped the ball. This was his opportunity to, to, like I said, like to look like the better candidate, to look like the more intelligent candidate. You know, like I always talk about as far as when you're in debates, when you're in competition, when you're trying to separate yourself from another person that look better than the other person. You always win when number one, you look cooler. Number two, you look smarter. And number three, when you showcase their weaknesses in contrast to your strengths. Like, nigga, we all know Trump is emotional you know he's um you know he he he's he just say the first thing come to his motherfucking head like he's he don't seem that calculated with with his words you know like i keep telling y'all trump ain't no stupid motherfucker but he's also not no strong ass fucking communicator this was joe biden's opportunity to show people that he's at at the least a stronger communicator but he didn't you know, this was his chance to at least show motherfuckers 
that he was more level headed. He didn't. This was hit like nigga, like Trump made it so fucking easy to beat him. And Joe Biden went right down in the mud with his motherfucking ass. You know, so I I, I really feel like number one, they both lost, but we all know when it comes to boxing, combat sports, and th- and things of that nature, if you don't beat the champ, the champ keeps the belt. So being that Joe Biden fumbled the motherfucking opportunity to beat Donald Trump, Trump won by default because at the end of the day, he's still the motherfucking president. I don't see Joe Biden winning nobody over with his performance in this motherfucking rap battle because that's what it was. It was an argument. It wasn't a debate. It was a motherfucking debacle. These niggas was just arguing with each other. You know, I I think the, the, the thing that, the Democrats did well is a, I, I think they might have gave Trump and his wife the Roni. Cause that's that the news of that shit is 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 like I said, like the the fact that this shit is actually news. This shit is actually gonna be world history. Like this shit is gonna be in history books, my nigga. Like this shit it, it is happening, my nigga, like as much as us as black people, we got this sense of humor where we could we could literally laugh at anything. Like our president has a deadly fucking. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner virus dog like our, our the president of the united states my nigga the king of the country my nigga the, the the babysitter of our nation has fucking coronavirus my nigga and it's it's memes flying like a motherfucker like all of us is laughing at this shit but it's like damn nigga the president got the fucking rony my nigga that would literally be like if barack obama had aids or something my nigga like that shit is wild as fuck, and this shit is real, my nigga. Like th- this is this is history. Like that's the part that a lot of us probably not really catching, my nigga. Like we we making memes about shit that's gonna be in history books. Like they're writing right now in history books that the the forty fifth president got the fucking coronavirus and could possibly die within two weeks. You know, like we joking about this shit. But it's crazy, like, nigga, Pence might end up being the motherfucking president for a while. You know, like, and and a lot of motherfuckers, we don't like Trump. But, dog, y'all niggas don't know nothing about fucking Mike Pence. You know, Mike Pence is, is, is everything racist about Trump. Pence is all that but just quiet. 
like nigga Pensacola motherfucker. You know, so as much as y'all don't want Trump in there, nigga, y'all laugh. Oh, Trump gonna die. Trump gonna die. You know, like it, it, it's like out of the frying pan into the fire. You know, like it, it, it's funny now, like, you know, because I honestly feel like this about Joe Biden, too, on some real shit. Like, you know, everybody want to you. We nigga, we want Trump out so motherfucking bad. I'm saying we meaning black people. I don't mean we meaning me. You know, black people is just like, oh, we got to get Trump up out of here, my nigga. But it's like, nigga, what the fuck are, are we winning, my nigga? You know, like it, it, it's it's literally like, you know, it, like I said, nigga, out of the frying pan into the fire. If we if we just want to break it down, break it down to the simplest of terms, my nigga, it's like you got rid of some shit and got some dookie, my nigga. Like you didn't really go better, nigga. You just got instead of brown shit, now you got green shit. It, it's all fucked up, like, but. To me, nigga, the president having Neroni not funny. You know, not that, you know, him living or dying affects me in no way, but my nigga, like, this shit is just, like, to me, as funny as everybody making it, you you gotta have something in your mind that reminds you of the, the seriousness of this shit. Like, this is just some wild shit, dog. You know, I'm I'm gonna be watching closely. I'm gonna be commenting and speaking on it on this motherfucking show because it is that serious. Whether or not I give a fuck to, you know, do it on some game level, it's it's definitely gonna be some shit that I'm gonna probably be starting my episodes with, you know, and commenting on because, you know, it, it is some real shit. You know, I, I hope Trump at least live out this motherfucking uh presidency because you know, like my, my, my brother Walter LeRae from the Miss Talks podcast is saying in the motherfucking comments, my nigga, Pence worse than Trump. Nigga, Pence, nigga, Pence is, is everything that you would look at when it comes to a, a, a Trump supporter. Imagine that as the actual president, my nigga. Just like if something would have happened to Obama Look at the motherfucker we got running right now, my nigga. Could could you imagine Joe Biden running this bitch for any amount of time? Being the motherfucker who will sit up there and argue with Donald motherfucking Trump. We clown Donald Trump all day for being dumb, all day for being emotional, all day for being ignorant. And this motherfucker fell right down into that same fucking level. So is that really the motherfucker who y'all want running the country like on some real life shit, my nigga? You know, like it is what it is, though. But, you know, today's episode, you know, I'm I'm just going to talk about, uh, you know, putting in the work, my nigga. You know, like the, the, the thing that sparked today's episode was a conversation me and my wife had because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I had writer's block. There was really nothing on the timeline I really gave a fuck about. You know, it's it's a lot of times when, you know, when it comes to doing this show by myself, you know, it, it's like literally giving advice to somebody who didn't ask for no advice. Like, that's how I look at the, the process of writing this show. Like, I have to think think of some advice to give motherfuckers who didn't ask me for none. You know, so my wife was basically like, okay, well, you know, give the advice that you would give to Deuce, my son. You know, my son is doing his fucking distance learning. 
you know, like I've mentioned on the show before, you know, like Brownie is, you know, she fucking a, a fish to water, my nigga. She's killing this shit. Like Brownie is, she she enjoying it. I ain't even gonna say she enjoying it. She's just doing very well. Deuce, not so much. He don't like it. You know, he's bored with this shit. You know, he ain't got recess. He ain't got all his friends. He just sitting in front of a fucking computer, you know, trying to figure this shit out. And he not fucking enjoying it. You know, what I'm noticing as far as like his his biggest problems, the biggest issues that he's having with completing his work and his assignments and shit like that is he's in such a rush. He likes skipping over shit. Like, he just filling out answers. You know, there's times when he just literally guessing, my nigga. Like, uh, fucking nigga, six, whatever. Uh, uh, that look like a 12. Uh, I don't know, uh, apples, fuck it, whatever. You know, and it's, it's, it's a thing where as much as you hate the work, you got to get that shit done, my nigga. You know, and this is something that, you know, like I always tell motherfuckers about the dynamic of this show. I take something that's, a isolated incident and I try to broaden the advice that I would give to where everybody can catch the shit you know so as far as like not skipping no steps my nigga like you know this goes with everybody and everything in life my nigga like anything you want to succeed at anything you want to get good at you got to put the work in you got to do everything that needs to be done in any situation in order for you to succeed my nigga in order for you to have real success in order for you to have longevity in order for anything to go right in anything you doing you got to put that work in you know it's going to be times when you want to skip some steps it's going to be times when it's going to be certain tasks that you don't want to do us as black people nigga we we the masters of this shit you know we've all gone into a job where we've been trained by a black person or we've all trained another black person in a job, and it's like, all right, look, bro, this is how the machine work. You know, you do this, 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 and this, but this how I do it. Like, you know, you you supposed to press one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, but see, look, nigga, I go one, two, four, six, seven. You know, because man, you know, five and uh three. You don't really need the motherfucker. So, man, I don't, I don't press all them buttons. You know, we love to streamline some shit. We love to do shit our way. Like, we love to take a shortcut on some shit. You know, just but when it comes to life in general, it's going to be a lot of steps you can't miss, my nigga. It's going to be a lot of shit in the processes of life that you can't skip out on, dog. You know, because a lot of times in any mistakes you make, anything that you do, anything you go into that goes wrong, the one thing you can always attribute that to is the steps you skipped. You know, it's it's always an oversight. You know, whether that shit was on purpose or on accident, it's always a damn. If I did this shit, this wouldn't have happened. Damn, I, I knew I should have stepped back and did that. You know, and that's the thing with putting in the work, my nigga. Like, you always feel more confident in going into any situation when all your bases is covered, when you knew you did every step of the process, you know, like, let's just say like you, you, you cooking something, my nigga, like you don't never want to leave no ingredients that you forgot to use my nigga. Like, you know, damn, I just thought about this. My motherfucking motorcycle was out of commission, dog. Like when my cousin, he had the same problem I got right now. Currently, like 
today on my way home, I snapped a belt on my Harley, you know, and shit, probably like two weeks ago, my cousin had the same motherfucking problem, maybe three weeks ago. He snapped a belt on his and, you know, he was helping my dad work on his bike, you know, and when he had felt like he was finished, there was like some extra parts laying on the side. And he like, hold on, nigga, what the fuck? Why are there like three bolts right there? And my dad like, oh, no, don't even trip. You know, they always leave extra parts joking, honestly. But the thing is, my nigga, like the the awareness to realize that he left some steps out, let him know, like, nigga, if I'm if I don't do this shit all the way right, I know in the future something's going to be fucked up. You know, so when it comes to any situation, my nigga, when you realize that there was some shit you forgot to do and not even forgot to do a lot of times, because a lot of us, nigga, we skip steps on purpose. A lot of us take shortcuts on purpose. A lot of us cut corners on purpose. And a lot of times that be the reason we not where we should be, where we feel like we we could be, where we want to be and shit like that. It's a lot of it's a lot of places that a lot of us would be further ahead in life if we had just went through all the proper steps. We just went through all the proper channels. We just put in the fucking work. You know, it's a lot of times when, nigga, we should have did, you know, we had 10 motherfucking steps ahead of us and we did seven. You know, because it's a lot of shit where we feel like, okay, nigga, all I really got to do is this, 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 and this, my nigga. Like, shit, nigga, I could pass this class with a B. I ain't even tripping. I could, nigga, if I get a D, I ain't going to fail. Cool. I'm not doing all this motherfucking work. I'm going to skip this, 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 and this. You know, and a lot of times the motherfuckers who are successful in life are the motherfuckers who go through the whole motherfucking process, who do all the steps, you know, who go from A to Z using B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, blah, 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 blah. You know, a lot of us be like, all right, A, B, D, F, K, L, Q, X, Y, Z. And we wonder why the shit didn't go right, my nigga. You know, like I, I said this shit in fuck episode a long time ago because I know I was sitting there with being ready, my nigga. Like, if you baking the fucking cake, you know, you got fucking eggs, water, flour, you know, sugar, and whatever the fuck else to make a cake, but you left the cake mix out. Imagine how that's going to taste. You know, like when, when it comes to you cooking something, if you leave out an ingredient, whether it feel like a big ingredient or a small ingredient, because leave out any of those ingredients that you use to make a cake and the cake going to come out fucked up. You know, this is how it goes with life in general, my nigga. Like any steps you leave out is going to leave your shit fucked up. You know, anything you do, my nigga, like if you a podcast, if you do fucking music, if you if you doing anything in the arts, you know, or even like you, you in college or you trying to do something in corporate America or anything, my nigga, like you can always backtrack and see where you fucked up. And it's always going to go back to, you know, parts of the process that you skipped out on, you know, parts of the journey where you cut the corner or where you didn't go down a certain street you were supposed to go down or where you didn't push a button you were supposed to push or any of that shit, my nigga. Like, it's always directly related to the work we forgot to put in, my nigga. You know, because 
like when it comes to athletics, my nigga, like something I've been saying for years, dog, like they never show practice on ESPN, but they'll never show you on ESPN if you don't practice. You know, like you don't see motherfuckers in the layup line. You don't see motherfuckers in the gym shooting a thousand jump shots on fucking ESPN. You only see niggas hitting game winning three pointers and shit like that. You know, but it's like without you shooting those 3,000 motherfucking jump shots, without you sitting there practicing, without you waking up early, getting to the gym before everybody, getting your shots up, you know, doing your little drills, you won't even be in the fucking gym when it's game time. You know, like a a lot of what's going to put us in the light is what we doing in the dark. Like a lot of what. You know, like when we look at motherfuckers on Instagram and they got nice cars and they going on trips and they just looking hella successful. Like we don't see the grind that they had to go through to get the success. We only see the success, you know. So like a lot of times, a lot of us, we just want to skip to the success part. And we don't even realize that without the grind part, there will be no success. A lot of times, my nigga, without that grind part, you won't be ready for the success. You know, like like when it comes to like artists, like, you know, rappers and singers and shit like that, like one hit wonders, you know, because there are times when a motherfucker gets some success early, like, you know, something just catch. They wasn't expecting it. They just threw a song out there and it just happened to be a big hit. Like, you know, shout out to Trinidad James, you know, gold all of my chain, gold all of my ring. Like the nigga just threw that bitch out there. Hadn't been rapping long. Nigga just was like, fuck it. I'm gonna just throw this song out there. And the shit cracked off, bam, fast. You know, a lot of times, my nigga, if you ain't put that work in, if you ain't got that 10,000 hours, you know, that it took to become an expert at some shit, you know, when success comes, you don't know how to maintain it because it's so fresh to you, my nigga. You know, like repetition, actually, you know, practicing, putting in the work, doing what it takes to get to where you're supposed to be. You know, a lot of times that's what brings longevity. A lot of the rappers that have longevity, a lot of the people in any industry that have longevity is the motherfuckers who've been working in their craft for years before we even realized that they existed. You know, like Kevin Hart would talk about all the time, like, nigga, before I got in fucking soul playing, I've been doing comedy like 15 years. You know, they say it takes, what, like 10 years to become an overnight success? Like, that's real life shit, my nigga. You know, like a lot of us in this podcast space, you know, it seems like a new space. But nigga, podcasting been around, my nigga, for nigga, a a cool amount of time, at least a decade and some change. You know, like going back to Combat Jack, you know, my first, you know, experience with listening to a podcast, you know, Tariq Nasheed, big shout out to him, my nigga, like, you know podcasting been around for a long time a lot of us been trying to work our way into getting a podcast you know like with with me like with a lot of this shit that i got going on a lot of motherfuckers are new listeners to my show so y'all see you know me in the boom boom room with all the, the shit and the fucking screen behind me and my microphone cameras lights and you know all this shit but my nigga like i started this motherfucker number one at ben house You know, shout out to the fucking super producer, my nigga. Like I start.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Started out at his house. Then when the COVID hit, I had to start doing these motherfuckers from home. I was literally recording this whole podcast on Facebook Live with a set of earbuds, my nigga, and holding the microphone in my mouth like on some goofy shit, my nigga. Like, this shit didn't start out like this. You know, and I'm not saying like I'm on some Joe Rogan shit, but at the same time, like I've come a long way. You know, but it's... You know, piece by piece, brick by brick. You know, like Nipsey said, my nigga, like you don't try to build a brick wall. You go lay a brick a day, you know, and you come back and, and there will be a wall. You know, like it, it's a slow grind to a lot of shit. Like I always tell like my little cousins and motherfuckers who I have influence over, you know, just on real nigga shit in general. Like nigga, you know, it, it, it took a lot of hard motherfucking days for me to make life look this easy. You know, like I, I had to work hard as fuck to make this shit look easy. You know, you you see motherfuckers, you only see they highlight reel. You don't see they practice film. You know, like you live in the practice film. You know, like I tell motherfuckers all the time, like don't hate on a nigga for work you didn't put in. You know, like you see what they doing. I tell motherfuckers all the time, like I'm never jealous of what another motherfucker do because I don't know how many dicks they had to suck to get where they at. You know, and that's not to say that niggas that successful is sucking dick. But at the same time, like, I don't know what type of work they put in. I don't know how many hours that nigga had to put in to get where he was at. I don't know how many hours he worked at his job. I don't know what type of, you know, relationships he had to sacrifice. I don't know how many losses he had to take. I don't know what type of fucking sacrifices he had to make. You know, like motherfuckers got to give up a lot of shit to get the shit that they got. Like we would always talk about niggas in the fucking Illuminati. You know, that was like a big thing, you know, like, you know, last maybe what, like 10 years or so. Everybody was talking about Jay-Z and Illuminati, Diddy and Illuminati. And what was the thing you had to do in the Illuminati? Sacrifice a fucking family member. Oh, you know, Diddy gave up uh, Biggie. You know, for his success, oh, you know, uh, Tupac or, you know, uh, Death Row, they gave up, you know, Tupac, all oh, whoop-de-whoop, this person died, and that's how he, like, at the end of the day, my nigga, that's a big fucking sacrifice, my nigga. Like, let's just say, hypothetically, the Illuminati is real. It exists, my nigga. What if I was to ask you, okay, my nigga, you say you want to be a millionaire, right? All right. Let me kill your favorite uncle. You'll be a millionaire. You know, and, and this is really how it is on some real shit when it comes to success, my nigga. And when it comes to you envying another person's success, my nigga. Like, look at it like this. If I told you, all right, look, if you shoot 50,000 jump shots, I guarantee you, you'll go to the NBA. Like, nigga, you'll literally be in the gym counting 50,000 motherfucking jump shots, my nigga. But the thing is, a lot of motherfuckers know that that's honestly what it takes. You know, in order for you to have a real hot jump shot, my nigga, count them motherfuckers out. A thousand jumpers a day, my nigga, for two months. 
you know, like that that's going to get your jumper probably good enough for you at least make varsity in high school. But a lot of motherfuckers don't want to put that type of work in. And the thing is, a lot of niggas you see on TV, a lot of these motherfuckers in the NBA, that's the type of work they putting in, my nigga. Like a lot of these niggas is waking up and they hooping until they fucking fall asleep. You know, when you look at a lot of motherfuckers that have success in any industry, dog, like these motherfuckers is in their craft from when they wake up to when they go to sleep, whether that be rappers, singers, podcasters, uh, broadcasters, you know, on TV, you know, like motherfuckers is in their craft, my nigga. It takes 10,000 hours to be a motherfucking expert, dog. At anything And a lot of niggas Ain't willing to put that work in My nigga Like when it comes to anything That a lot of us are doing Niggas be wanting to cut corners But we want the success of niggas Who went the whole motherfucking route You know That nigga ran his whole fucking mile That nigga ran the whole marathon And you think you gonna get the same fucking success as him But you took an Uber to the finish line Like that That's not how life work my nigga That's not how success work my nigga you know, like the analogy, nigga, if, if I told you everything you would have to do to be a fucking millionaire, everything you would have to be, everything you would have to do to be a fucking success, are you really willing to do that sacrifice, dog? Like, you know, I, I tell motherfuckers a lot, like you can't really tell on this show, but a lot of people look at me as like a, a funny motherfucker. Like, you know, when I'm in a circle of niggas on some just shooting the jokes type shit. I got jokes, my nigga. Like I'm, I roast the fuck out of them, nigga. Nigga, I, I roast you out your shoes, my nigga. I be having motherfuckers wanting to fight, cause nigga, I'm, I'm, I'm like that with it. But like at the same time, a lot, man. You should be a fucking comedian, my nigga. You funny as a motherfucker. But the one thing that stopped me was the fucking sacrifice, my nigga. Like when you listen to a lot of these comedians and they talk about they grind, they weigh up, my nigga. A lot of these niggas slept in cars. A lot of these niggas work for free. A lot of these niggas had to do a lot of traveling. A lot of these niggas had to be away from their family. That's a sacrifice I'm not willing to do, my nigga. You know, like, I, I love being funny. But I don't love comedy enough, you know, to possibly end up divorcing my wife or having a fucked up relationship with my kids. Or just, you know, having just a fucked up story, my nigga. Like, you know, you can name from the top comedians to the motherfuckers on the bottom. These niggas had to go through some shit to become what they was, my nigga. Like, you know, it, it, it's a grind, dog. When it come to any motherfucker who's had any level of success, my nigga, it's a grind, dog. Like, if you could interview any motherfucker who's been successful at anything, even those motherfuckers who was born talented, like NBA players who... Six foot nine, you know, and just was freak fucking athletes like Kobe Bryant. My nigga, like that nigga was naturally tall. His daddy was an athlete. He had good athletic genes, my nigga, but he still worked his motherfucking ass off. Because think about how many niggas at your high school was six foot seven and didn't go no goddamn where. Like, nigga, it, it, it ain't always about, you know, the, the talent that you born with, my nigga. You know, because like they say, my nigga, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard, my nigga. You know, like you can have all the talent. Like we all know very talented people. We all know people who we feel like should be somewhere in life. Oh, man, I got a homeboy. That nigga could draw so good. He should be an artist. I got a homegirl. She could sing so good. She should be a singer. Nigga, a lot of us have a talent that's like that. 
but we not doing what it takes to be successful in that. You know, we, we all know a motherfucker with a talent. A lot of us have a talent that we know we are super dope at that talent. Like, nigga, you know me, I've always felt like I was very talented at talking shit. Nigga, I was, what, 35 before I started doing fucking podcasts? I should have been doing this shit years ago. But it was a big sacrifice, my nigga, because when I first got the idea to start podcasting, Nigga, this shit was like 2006, 2007. Nigga, you had to you had to have thousands of dollars of equipment in order to have a podcast back in the day. My nigga, you practically had to have your own fucking studio. You know, but me at the time in my immaturity, I didn't want to make the sacrifice. I didn't want to put in the work. You know, and like I did in my episode, and please run this episode back. I think it was like episode 10 wants versus wishes i was gassing on that shit but what i was basically talking about in that episode my nigga like your desire for something is shown in the work that you're willing to put in to get that you know like a a lot of times when you say you want something it's shown in what you're willing to give up what you're willing to do how much you're willing to pay what work you're willing to put in if you skipping steps you obviously don't want the shit that bad You know, like, if you want this motherfucking sandwich to be the best fucking sandwich you ever tasted, but you don't want to put all them ingredients in, you don't want to have to go to the store to get the fucking, the special guacamole that they, that you know make the sandwich fire, you don't want the sandwich to taste that fucking fire, my nigga. You know, and this is with anything, this is with anything you want to do, anything you say you want to be good at, my nigga. If you not willing to go that extra motherfucking step, if you not willing to go and do all the things that you know have to be done, you don't want it that bad. And that's how it was with me in podcasting at the time back in the day when I could have really started this shit. I didn't want it as much as I should have. Like right now, I'm full speed ahead. Like, nigga, I done, I done put thousands of dollars into my fucking equipment, my nigga, like. My whole fucking setup in my my room is podcast shit. Like, this is my extra room. This ain't my bedroom. This the boom boom room. But I got it all like I got this little look, you know. But this shit cost me a lot of motherfucking money, my nigga. Like, it's a lot of shit I could have that I don't have because I wanted this more than all of that. And when it comes to putting in the work, my nigga, if you want something bad enough, it's going to be some times like, you know, what, two or three episodes ago, you know, the, the one about, um you know, self-discipline, my nigga. It's going to be some shit that you're going to have to give up while you putting in your work. It's going to be some days niggas going to be partying, but I got to work on this shit. I got to put this work in. I got to write this poem. I got to write this rap. I got to write this screenplay. You know, I got to work on this beat, my nigga. I got to get these drums together. You know, I got to go meet this motherfucking producer. I got to go see what's up with this studio. I got to go check out this fucking location for this pop-up shop I want to do. Like, it's going to be a lot of fucking sacrifice when it comes to you succeeding. Like, when you look at these successful comedians, them niggas didn't just say, oh, man, I was just so funny. When me and my homies was out, I became a famous comedian. Oh, man, I I just was so funny. You know, I was chilling with my homeboys and... Uh, Richard Pryor knocked on my door and the rest was history. Like, that's not how it be. My nigga, the motherfuckers be like, man, I was sleeping in my car. I was playing comedy clubs. 
you know, I was in cheap hotels. Sometimes I had to pay the motherfucker to let me get on stage. You know, I was broke. I was fucking bankrupt. My girl left me. You know, my kids don't speak to me. But now I'm famous. And, you know, now I'm a comedian. Like, man, it's a lot of fucking sacrifice. It's a lot of shit niggas do that you ain't going to want to do. You know, and, and this is what makes me laugh at niggas who be jealous of other niggas. You know, because they did something you honestly wouldn't do. So you shouldn't be mad at them. Like I did a fucking video on Snapchat like five years ago about not being mad at motherfuckers for doing what you're not willing to do. You know, like there's, you know, like I be telling women, like, nigga, if, if you don't suck dick and your man cheated on you with a bitch that sucked dick, you shouldn't be mad. She did what you wasn't willing to do. You know, how bad did you really want him to be faithful that you wouldn't do something that you knew he wanted done? You know, like when, when you look at, you know, like I, I see a lot of memes about the EDD ballers and the SBA ballers and, you know, everybody who been scamming the government to get this money. A lot of niggas is mad at other niggas. You mad at these niggas because they was willing to take that risk and jump out the window and do what they had to do to get that little 10 or 20 or 15,000 that they got from the government that they, you know, that they stole. You know, and whether or not it's, you know, your moral position or whatever the fuck, you know, a, a lot of us want to judge other niggas for what they do morally. Like, we don't do nothing wrong. The only difference is they was willing to do something you wasn't willing to do. Them niggas was willing to make a sacrifice. Them niggas was willing to put it on the line, just like drug dealers. You know, drug dealers is balling because of the risks that they taking. Them niggas put their freedom on the line every day to make sure fiends get they fix. You know, like it, it's a lot of motherfuckers doing something that a lot of motherfuckers ain't willing to do in order to get something that a lot of motherfuckers don't got. You know, like I speak about the one percenters, you know, there's a reason that one percent of the world controls 99% of the wealth of the world. And the reason is because that 1% is willing to do what the other 99% ain't willing to do. And a lot of that involves putting in work, my nigga. It's a lot of shit that Jeff Bezos had to risk in order for him to become a fucking multi-billionaire, my nigga. It's a lot of shit he had to do that a lot of us just wasn't willing to do. A lot of motherfuckers ain't willing to quit their job and put all their money into a business. You know, that's a scary motherfucking thing, my nigga. And even with that, nigga, even if you you are, you got the nuts to do that, my nigga. You know, like me, I had a barbershop in like 2010 with my homeboy. You know, and what fucked our business up, my nigga, I could track it to one specific thing, dog. We didn't have any licensed barbers. We skipped that step. It was a simple question that I probably could have asked my homeboy that would have made everything more successful. You know, like we we skipped steps. We we had the right idea. We had the right ambition. We just didn't have the right execution, you know, and a lot of times the devil is in the details. You know, when it comes to anything that you do, my nigga, 
You know, like you gonna have to make sure you got all your fucking bases covered. Like when it comes to business endeavors, like with me and my homeboy, we thought we knew the business of being barbers because my homeboy was a barber. My homeboy is a talented barber. I felt like, nigga, I'm I'm a hustler. I got a business mindset. You could cut hair. Let's open a motherfucking barber shop. But the thing is, my nigga, like we didn't do the work. We didn't do the proper research. We didn't go through all the proper channels to make sure that everything that we did was going to be successful. Nigga, we just ran in with the whole fucking mindset and we felt like the mindset was all we needed. I'm a hustler. You a hustler. You a barber. I know a bunch of people, nigga. I can market this shit, nigga. I could do this and I could do that. Like we had a lot of the right ingredients, my nigga, but we didn't have the recipe. You know, like a a lot of times when it comes to, you know, putting in the work and not skipping steps, you got to know the order of the steps, you know. And again, this all goes into it. My nigga, knowing the order of the steps is a step in itself. If you don't know what all order to do your steps like my nigga, imagine trying to run a fucking hundred yard dash and you take three right steps in a row. If your steps ain't in order, you fucking up. And that's what happened with us, my nigga. Like we didn't we didn't take all the right steps in order for our shit to be right. And that's how our shit went fucked up, you know, and it wasn't like our hearts was in the wrong place. Our hearts was in the right place. It's just we didn't do all the motherfucking steps. We didn't talk to the right motherfuckers like we didn't do. We we fucked up, my nigga, you know, and this is the thing when it comes to, you know, you succeeding or failing. You going forward, you moving backward, you doing something right and you doing something wrong. You know, personal fucking accountability, you know, knowing where you fucked up at, looking where you fucked up at. So the next time you go into an endeavor, you don't make those same mistakes. You know, a lot of times when motherfuckers repeat mistakes, a lot of that is because they didn't take accountability for the mistake they made the first time. Instead of you realizing that the last time you fucked up, it was your fault. You want to go do the same stupid shit again because, oh, that wasn't me. That was the weather. Oh, that wasn't me. That was him. Oh, that wasn't me. That was uh the market. Oh, that wasn't me. That was this. No, nah, nigga, it was you. That's the reason you fucked up twice. That's the reason you fucked up a third time. That's the reason you fucked up a fourth time. Because instead of realizing that you skipped steps or you looked in the wrong direction or you didn't do the right thing, You didn't take accountability. So you just assumed it was everything but the mistakes that you made. Everything but the skip the steps that you skip. You know, and that's where a lot of us fuck up in life, my nigga. You know, like our our mind is in the in in or let's say our our heart is in the right place. But our mind is in the wrong place. You know, and like I always say, as far as your mindset. Is what guides your steps. When your mind is in the wrong place, your steps is in the wrong place. So no matter where your heart at, you're going to end up in the wrong place. You know, so we we should always try to get everything lined up, go through all the proper channels and make sure that we ain't leaving no stone unturned when it comes to success, my nigga. You know, because like when it comes to mindset, when it comes to where your heart is at, my nigga. You know, I'm going to take it back to Christianity and shit. You know, my homie from church, you know, shout out to uh, Cole Fiasco, my nigga, my, my nigga brother Trill and shit up in this motherfucker. 
You know, like back when I was in church, a, a, a lot of what we talked about was faith. You know, like faith without works is dead. Like, you know, that's like one of my, my favorite motherfucking quotes in the Bible. You know, like one of my favorite sayings that Christians always say, faith without works is dead. You know, and that's heavy when it comes to this particular episode because I'm talking about work, doing the work, not skipping steps. You know, putting in the work. You know, faith without works is dead. You know, they, they say faith without works is dead. Me personally, you know, I say faith without works Ain't faith at all, because if you have faith in something, you'll put in the work. The work will come. If you have faith that you can succeed, you'll put in the work to succeed. You know, like faith ain't shit without works. Like faith without works is wishing. It ain't it ain't faith. You shouldn't even call it that. Like, you know, me, I I have faith in the fact that I can do this podcast shit well. So I'm putting in the work. I'm not missing shows. You know, I, I might be late on this motherfucker. You know, I might say Thursday and it'd be Friday, but I'm not going to miss a goddamn show. Like, nigga, everything that I got to do to make this shit pop, I, I'm doing it. Everything that every time I talk to other podcasters, you know, we 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 exchange information, share ideas and shit. You know, I'm writing shit down and, and, and trying to implement everything, you know, into my craft so I could be successful at this shit. Like, I don't want to leave no stone unturned because I have faith that I could succeed. So I'm making sure that I line the work up with the faith. Like I, I said in the, the wants versus wishes episode, my nigga, you got to meet God halfway because you could pray all motherfucking day for a job. But if you don't fill out that fucking application, you ain't going to get it. Nigga, you could pray for a million dollars all motherfucking day. But if you don't, you know, put in the work, get the right motherfucking uh, business or fill out a fucking lottery ticket or whatever the fuck you got to do to get a million dollars. You ain't going to get it. Nigga, ain't no prayer ever been answered at the front door. You ain't going to be sitting in your living room praying and then God going to knock on the door with the motherfucking answer to the prayer. You know, a lot of times he answer your prayer in work. You know, like I said, you know, in that episode, my nigga, like you pray for a sandwich and now, you know, he didn't, he didn't bless you with bread, jelly and fucking peanut butter. But you was praying for a motherfucking sandwich. All you got to do is go make the fucking sandwich and you got the motherfucker. But you praying that a motherfucker just walk up to you and hand you the sandwich. That's not how this shit works. That's not how life works, my nigga. Success is on the other end of work, my nigga. Like, you know, like they say, like, easy come, easy go. A lot of times without you putting in the work, my nigga, you ain't prepared for the success when it comes, so you lose it. Because, you know, like I I say that shit a lot, nigga, success ain't the finish line, nigga. Success is in the fucking journey. You know, success is just reaching where you wanted to go and going from there. You know, like it ain't always a, a, a trophy that they going to hand you. Like it ain't always a finish line you going to cross. It's a finish line you going to cross on the way to another finish line. You know, just like graduating high school. Like graduating high school is a success, but it is not success in itself. You know, a lot of times, you know, what, what fucks a lot of us up, you know, like the reason one hit wonders exists is because they felt like success was the record deal. Nigga, success is longevity. Success is sustainability. 
success is staying on fucking top. Getting on top ain't shit. Staying on top. That's the difficult shit. You know, like we had a conversation on Seriously Not Another Podcast with Ben Ready, Ill Will, Mark, um, and a couple other homeboys. You know, and we was talking about throughout Jay-Z's career, when was he ever number one? And the thing about it is Jay-Z at no point in his career was really ever number one. You know, but the thing is, like I was telling them, the thing that made Jay-Z the GOAT was even though he wasn't number one, he was always in the fucking conversation. Niggas rose and fell. But he was always up here. No matter where niggas was at, niggas was up, niggas was falling off. Niggas was up, niggas was falling off. Jay always stayed up toward the top. And that's what made him the greatest. You know, longevity is what makes you the greatest. Like, I be telling motherfuckers, like, the reason I call LeBron James the GOAT is because, nigga, that motherfucker started up here and fucking stayed up here. Nigga, that nigga has maintained excellence 17 motherfucking years in the league, dog. Like, that nigga been up here the whole time. No matter who you felt was better than him, he always been up here. No matter who was the fucking MVP, he was always in the votes. Just like with Michael Jordan, my nigga, Michael Jordan, whole motherfucking career, he was dope. He didn't get the MVP every year, but every year he was the dopest nigga in the league. You know, so that's the thing as far as what success is. Nigga, success is is longevity, it's sustainability. You know, it's consistency, you know, and that comes with work. You know, that comes with not skipping no steps, nigga. That comes with taking a thousand jump shots, nigga, practicing. That comes with repetition, nigga. That comes with staying in the gym, nigga, you know, doing that extra lap. You know, a lot of motherfuckers ain't willing to do that. A lot of motherfuckers think, oh, man, I did everything I had to do. I did everything I had to do. And like I be telling motherfuckers, my nigga, like, that's just what you saying to me, dog. That's not always the truth. A lot of us feel like, you know, and this is like I say about personal accountability. A lot of us feel like we did everything that we should have did. But in the back of our minds, we know it was something we left out. We know that it was a, a step that we skipped. We know that it was something that we didn't do. We know it was something that we should have did. And we didn't do that shit. And that's the reason we not where we want to be. You know, like I tell motherfuckers, man, like, you know, sometimes you're going to have to get grimy, my nigga. Sometimes you're going to have to get your hands dirty. You know, I tell motherfuckers all the time, my nigga, if you ain't willing to get dirty, you don't deserve to be clean. Like, nigga, it's going to be some shit that you don't have to do that you don't want to do. You know, it's going to be some times where, you know, like I be telling motherfuckers all the time, my nigga, like, their shit that you should have did and didn't do. You know, the the reason that you not where you should be because of some shit that you left out because of some shit that you knew you should have did, but you didn't do, you know, and a, a, a lot of times when niggas feel like, oh, I did everything I had to do, but I didn't get it. You know, like I be telling motherfuckers that ain't the case, you know, but it, it's all in personal accountability for your mistakes and your actions and your missteps and your skip steps. You know, like there's some shit that you're going to have to ask yourself a lot of times when you fuck up what I didn't do, why I don't have it. Stop being mad at other motherfuckers who did what you wasn't willing to do. Be mad at yourself for not doing what you were supposed to do. 
You know, like nigga, if if you see another motherfucker with more success than you, and you mad at that, I'll work they motherfucking ass and go succeed on them, my nigga. You know, like that. That's always how I feel when I see another motherfucker who I feel like they where I should be. I'm always nigga. My my first fucking thought is nigga. I I got work to do, dog. I'm I'm like. You could ask like my cousins and, and motherfuckers who I be around all the time. When I see somebody somewhere where I feel like I should be, it's always oh my god, nigga, I'm I'm fucking up. It it what I don't know what I ain't doing right, but it, I'm I'm not doing something right. It's something I ain't doing. That's always what the fuck I say out loud. I ain't doing something. It's something I'm doing wrong, and I mean that shit, my nigga. Like, I need to correct something. The fact that this nigga is ahead of me shows me that I am doing something incorrect, my nigga. There's a fucking step that I'm skipping, and I need to no longer skip that shit. Because for that nigga to be there and me be back here, I don't know what the fuck I'm fucking up on, but I'm going to stop fucking up on it, my nigga. I got to find the hole in my boat because this motherfucker shouldn't be ahead of me, my nigga. You know, and that's my fucking mindset, nigga. It ain't never no hate. I ain't never like, oh, that nigga don't deserve that. Oh, fuck him. Because like I say, we don't know what other motherfuckers had to do, my nigga. You know, but we should all be looking at what we got to do. Whenever we look and see a motherfucker ahead of us who we feel like we should be ahead of, nigga, you always look at how much work you not putting in. Nigga, you got to look at the work that you got to put in, my nigga. You know, like that's always my thing, my nigga. Work while they sleep, you know, so you can succeed while they fail. And if it's a motherfucker ahead of you, my nigga, work while they sleep so your ass could catch the fuck up. You know, and, and that's what everything, my nigga. There's no hate in my heart. I'm never jealous of no motherfucking body, my nigga. Because I understand that in order for anybody to get where they at, it takes work. It takes sacrifice. It takes relationships, my nigga. You know, it, it takes something that they did in the dark that I didn't see that I need to go figure out so I could go do in the dark. So I could be the motherfucker shining in the light that everybody else see. You know, like this is putting in the work, my nigga. Like you should always be doing everything that you got to do in the background so you can shine in the foreground. You know, fuck what a hater got to say, because all your haters don't see what you doing on the under. They don't see the grind. They don't see the nights that you had to stay up all night and you only slept two or three hours. Like, they don't see, you know, the the asses you had to kiss. They don't see the motherfucking hands you had to shake. They don't see the motherfuckers you had to be nice to that you didn't really like. Like, they don't see all that. All they see is you with a gold chain on. All they see is you hopping out of bins. All they see is you with some Balenciagas on. You know, all they see is, is, is your come up. But they don't see all the work that you had to do to get there. You know, so fuck them and what they got to say. Because they don't know the fucking work you put in, my nigga. You know, so at the end of the day, my nigga, you just got to grind, my nigga. You know, outgrind everybody. And you can outshine everybody. You know, and I'm going to drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Young Dolomite. Of the Too Much Game podcast Live from the Boom Boom Room Once again If you would like to support us financially It's patreon.com Slash townhousemedia Town E House Media 
Support all the Townhouse Media Podcasts. Seriously, none of the podcasts, Friday nights. You know what, being motherfucking ready, he's back. You know, he'll be on this motherfucking about a, let me see, yeah. About two and a half hours, my nigga. So, you know, y'all go check out Seriously Nine of the Podcast, my nigga. Friday nights, 9 p.m. He goes the fuck in, my nigga. Um, Tuesdays, Talk 30 Tuesday to Talk 30 Podcast, you know, with just Nikki. Check her out, you know, she do her thing. I don't know when she gonna be back, but she gonna be back. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, also on Tuesdays, live at 6 p.m., you know, the Sports For You Podcast, one of my favorite sports podcasts. You know, with um, Mark, whose t-shirt I'm wearing. Shout out to District X Clothing. Um, you know, Mark, John Watson, and Nick motherfucking Freeze. Them niggas know what they talk about, dog. Y'all should check that show out. Um, the No Rules Podcast, Wednesday evenings, 5 p.m. Hum days will never be the same. With Mark and Ill motherfucking Will. Them niggas funny as fuck. Check that shit out. Um, Sundays, the Cat vs. Dog Podcast with myself, Young Dolomite. And CJ, the celebrity of Townhouse Media, Chelsea Perry. You know, uh, 3 o'clock live uh, California time. Live at 5 Houston time. And of course, if you hear, you already know. The Too Much Game Podcast. Usually I be on Thursdays. Sometimes I be on Fridays. Nigga, it depends on my work schedule and how I'm feeling. But, you know, just be on the lookout for my shit. Because every week I'm for sure going to be dropping this goddamn game. But, um, you know, follow me on social media at uh, Young Dolomite on Twitter, Y-U-N-G-D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E, the podcast, Twitter page, at Too Much Game Pod, number one, on Instagram, at Too Much Game Podcast, Uh, check me out on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, share, do all that shit, you know, because your boy can use the fucking support, Um, and uh, Apple, you know, leave a like, rating five star whatever the fuck you gotta do but you know leave a fucking review my nigga now i got a macbook so i can check the motherfuckers you know leave a review on apple my nigga but um i think that's it dog i ain't here to help you get bitches i'm here to help you get better too much game Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.